Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Legal Conversations. Let's welcome our AT guest, Siska Bazedenwood from the Bridge Group of Advocates. Siska, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Thank you very much, Patricia. Good evening to you and your listeners. So this past Saturday was quite an exciting one because um, a, a group, uh, Advocates for Transformation, alongside with Joburg um, Society of Advocates and the Bridge Group of Advocates that you are part of, came together to launch the first ever uh, moot court competition. Please tell us about this competition and how you came about with the idea to take it to scholars. Yes, Patricia, uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. We are elated with this new project, project and, of course, we rolled it out on Saturday, as you said. Now, the Advocates for Transformation is the, the leading organization um, that has initiated this program, and Advocates for Transformation does it in junior partnership with the Johannesburg Society of Advocates and the Bridge Group of Advocates. But that's not where it's going to stop. It's also going to extend and broaden uh, to a national level where we're going to involve all the legal bars in South Africa. That that ultimately is the dream um, and the aim. But what makes this moot court initiative very different from the national moot uh, court competitions that our, our country has seen is that uh, not only does the scholars receive training regarding oral submissions or arguments, but they also receive their training firstly and foremostly from practicing advocates. And secondly, they have an opportunity also to cross-examine and to do examination in chief uh, on the spur of the moment and uh, in order to, to test their ability to think on their feet. So this is also then adjudicated by judges of the High Court of South Africa. So ordinarily your moot court initiative would only have oral argument at the at the end and in a court setup, that is really a third of what happens in the court these days. So what Advocates for Transformation is doing is, is they are out they have this outreach where they have um, an opportunity now to allow um, a broader spectrum of, of children and learners to be exposed to the legal profession to sensitize these students about the law and advocacy. So how we do it is, is we actually go to the schools and we ascertain what the daily issues are that the children grapple with. So we make it very individual to that specific school or environment. In this instance at Christian Brothers College in Mount Edmund in Pretoria, the difficulty experienced by the pupils were um, bullying. And, and I might add, Patricia, that the bullying uh, or the bullies are the girls these days and not the boys. Uh, so what we did was is if we actually wrote a screenplay where all learners are involved and they play out the facts that will ultimately form part of the trial proceedings. So you have the play beforehand. Then you have the consultation process, which in fact provides the legal principles. But that is also staged. What is not staged then ultimately is the cross-examination, the chief um, and the, the oral submissions where um, the pupils are then questioned by the judges where the judges intervene in order to test their ability to, like I said, to think on their feet. So it is a very, very different project uh, to what we've known before um, and what makes it so much more different is, Patricia, ordinarily the cool kids are chosen. 
uh, for moot court competitions. In this instance, Advocates for Transformation, in fact, focuses on the underdog children, those children who are never identified to come to the fore to have the exposure as far as um, debating or oral arguments are concerned. Because there, there exists a misperception that advocates are born. They're not born, they are made. And um, many times we've experienced in practice that it's not your academics uh, that ultimately sustains and builds a practice. It is, in fact, uh, your advocates who can think on their feet and who are hungry uh, to, to afford access to justice to, to members of the public. So that, in a nutshell, really is, is what we're planning on doing and rolling out to the to the rest of the nation. I'm glad you're talking about rolling it out to the rest of the nation because already I'm enticed that every young uh, person who was part of this particular moot court uh, competition at Christian Brothers College um, in Pretoria was really at a, uh, at a position that is of advantage to have such a great experience. But rolling it out to the rest of the country, I mean, won't that be highly intensive for you and your team? Yes. Um, well, Patricia, that's, that's, the, that's the beauty about the different bars uh, in the different provinces. You know, we've got the KZN bar. They've already bought into the project. Um, we've got the Cape bar and we've got Pumalanga and the Popa uh, bars as well. So what will happen is, is, is although the Advocates for Transformation from Johannesburg will um, be the collaborators, um, in fact, we will um, have our advocates in every region and in every province to assist us in, in rolling out particular projects and particular boot court experiences for, for the learners in their areas. And and so when we are rolling it out, Siska, is it going to be at schools that are private schools like Christian Brothers College? Or are you no. going to also think of uh, the public schools and the lower quintile schools where uh, even career guidance is not offered in those schools for those young people to be engaged in such initiatives will open up their minds and their eyes into this particular area of uh, the legal profession. Yes, Patricia, I'm so I'm so pleased that you've asked that question. Christian Brothers College um, was targeted because, in fact, one of my colleagues um, is a parent there. So it was far easier just to have access to the school, and they, of course, had um, the uh, they they were eager to 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 be our guinea pig, so to speak. But the main aim, really, ultimately, of this project is to roll it out to our public schools. Um, our schools in Katlehong, our schools in Protea and Soweto, our, our schools in Irsteris. Um, and that's particularly also where we have a prevalence of drug abuse, for example. We've got gangs, we've got gang-related bullying. Um, and, and on that level, more specifically, we want to focus on that because we want to create an awareness, not only amongst the learners, but about, amongst their parents about what their rights are and sometimes also what the consequences can be of certain conduct, such as bullying. And it, it's very important, especially on these issues of um, of, of social importance, right? Um, taking a look at where teenagers are right now, it's exam time. Um, there's a lot of anxiety. Some are depressed. Uh, and, and, and having a platform where we can 
talk about it as young people, also get our parents and guardians engaged in it. But in the same breath, um, flexing our muscles as legal, you know, eagles who are budding is a great opportunity. So, Siska, how was it exactly on the 29th this past Saturday? How was it? Take us through the vibe, the student attendance, their participation, the robustness of everything that happened on Saturday. Well, of course, I had one sleepless night beforehand. (laughs) I can imagine. I I was just panicking about these poor learners because, Patricia, because it's exam time, we've only had two Saturdays that we could work with these grade 10 and 11 learners. So they had to to get this, this whole screenplay under their belts. They had to act it out. And they had to also uh, understand and grapple with legal principles and the skills of advocacy, i.e. cross-examination and examination in chief. So what we've done is, is also to create um, some camaraderie and team spirit. We've, we've, um, uh, we, we had uh, specific T-shirts uh, printed for them, um, and, and they were very excited about that. That played out the whole theme of bullying. Um, in the script itself, we had um, lyrics of a rap song also included because we had a very talented rapper, for example, at Christian Brothers College. What we've also done is, is we've included the, the lingo, the jargon that the children use to resonate with them as far as um, you know, associating with, with, with the subject matters concerned. So what happened was, of course, the rapper started um, and the learners were in awe because immediately we grabbed them because it was something that they could associate with, with something that they could resonate with. And for the older uh, generation like me, we also had the lyrics on screen so that we could follow whatever the little rap artist was singing. Now, the rap artist, of course, was then the victim. So um, in comes the, 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 uh, the protagonist, so to speak, that's the bullying girl, um, and this whole scene plays where ultimately this little boy ends up in his bedroom about to commit suicide. Um, and his mother then takes action. She firstly and foremostly phones the parents of the bullying girl who is not interested in the least. And then she consults uh, an attorney and legal representative. So you could hear a needle drop in that hall, Patricia, when um, that suicide scene, for example, was played out. Um, the actors sure. were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. And then, of course, what I was panicking about was the cross-examination because it's really it's, it's done cold. So they cross-examine the protagonist, they cross-examine the victim, and you don't know what the responses are going to be. And that was the most wonderful thing to see, how those learners, in fact, in a question of three weeks, uh, caught on to the skill of what examination in chief entails and what the aim is and what cross-examination entails. Those are skills that we find very hard even to teach our pupils at the bar in the first year. Um, and they caught on like a house on fire. So then this cross-examination starts. And of course, you know, the, the, the things that the youth think of, and they really literally think on their feet. Um, and cross-examination went so very well. Um, then, um, of course, the audience was just, they, they were, were clapping hands at the, at, at the appropriate times. They were laughing at the appropriate times. So there was a beautiful balance between between the comedy and the seriousness of the subject matter. 
And ultimately, when oral arguments ensue and the judges engaged with the advocates, uh, you could see that they were firstly and foremostly listened to the questions that were posed to them, and they actually answered those questions. It, it sounds like something very simple, but it happens in court every day where a judge directs a question and counsel doesn't answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I remember the defendants had the, the hardest of hardest times because of they, they had to represent the bully. Um, and ultimately, the, 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 the advocate who, who uh, submitted the oral submissions, he, they were firing it away at him, the judges. Um, but, but he stood his ground. And ultimately, when the judges awarded uh, the winning team uh, or, or they appointed or nominated the winning team, which, which was the plaintiff, they specifically referred also to the defendant's counsel and the way that they maintained themselves throughout a very, very difficult case. Uh, so the, the team spirit and the camaraderie that it created amongst the learners was unbelievable because you were focusing on inclusivity. You were not there to uh, promote the, the overachievers, the academic achievers within the schools. You were targeting all spheres i.e. a rap artist, i.e. someone who acts as a father, uh, i.e. someone who was thinking of law but never thought they would be able to. Um, and uh, the parents were in awe of what we achieved for those children. And in fact, we spoke to a mother who is a lawyer herself, and she said for the first time in her life, her, her child, her boy, in fact, asked her, why did she choose law as a profession? For the first time, he's shown interest in what she does. So that just goes to show um, how it has resonated with the children in a fun way, but also um, enforcing the message and, and, and the importance of the message we wanted to put across to the people. Siska, it sounds like it was a great deal of fun, and I'm looking forward uh, to the moot court competition uh, spreading throughout the country. Um, how can we follow the journey and uh, where you'll be next? Well, Patricia, firstly, um, we are building on, on our website on, at, on the Advocates for Transformation. A lot of that will be posted on, on the Advocates of Transformation. We're also working on launching a Facebook page for the Advocates for Transformation where all of that information will be published. We will be throughout social media, on Twitter, um, and we will most definitely also tweet whatever events are taking place. But of course, if there is a need within our communities for us to um, specifically focus on particular schools, um, more importantly for the moment on Gauteng, uh, where I'm based, then I would encourage and welcome uh, people to, to contact me through the, the Bridge Advocates Group website. My details are on there, my cell number as well as my email address, um, and uh, we will be elated to, to engage with those people and for those schools in order to embark on this journey together. Absolutely amazing. Is there any help that you need from South Africans and the A-teamers uh, to support this great competition? Well, Patricia, we always need money. <laughs> like everyone, we always need Listen, money. Listen, as I was driving to work, I was thinking about that. I need money. Okay, Siska, how do we give you money? <laughs> uh, well, for example, we had we had wonderful sponsors now with the Christian Brothers College uh, competition. We we were blessed with uh, with uh, cash prizes that could actually award to the winning teams and the runner-up. 
Um, you know, so if there are organisations who wish to invest in that, um, we, we will most certainly, ultimately, what, would, what we would like to do is set up a bursary scheme for these learners. Um, of course, we would love them to study law, but we would really like to set them up for life of whatever they feel their vocation is ultimately. So we're looking for sponsors, um, you know, sponsoring our T-shirts because we're going to uh, print and reprint the branding of these T-shirts. And, and it's, and it's, it's theme-specific. Like I said, the T-shirts that we've done now are related to the bullying theme. But, you know, there are LGBTQ issues that we're going to have to also address more specifically also within our black communities, uh, which is a very controversial and sensitive issue at the moment. Um, and we, we need sponsors, for example, like that, um, to, uh, you know, people who have uh, printing presses or, or printing companies who can sponsor our T-shirts for us, who can sponsor our banners for us. But ultimately, funding is, is, is really what we're looking for. And, and over and above that, enthusiasm and encouragement for the project that we are launching because we really do think we're reaching out to a lot of people in a lot of communities uh, who simply does not understand. Who, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that moot courts are always based on the Constitution. People can't eat Constitution. Mm. They can't understand Constitution unless it resonates within a subject matter that they grapple with on a daily basis. So we encourage people uh, to encourage this particular project, project and to promote it within their communities as well. You know, Siska, there's something you've just brought up, and I can't let you go until we've spoken about it. Um, the, the, the in professional circles, right? It's very, it's very rare to find um, people advocating much for the LGBTQI plus community. And I'm hearing you say one of the social ills, especially in the black communities um, that you want to go out and talk about and engage on is that of the LGBTQI plus community. But in the professional sphere, the legal professional sphere, has there been transformation and acceptance of people within this community? And are they getting proper representatives? I can emphatically say no, Patricia. Oh, that's sad. Um, and it, it is. It is bad, especially where you, um, one, one, cannot, one cannot fathom why a, a profession who advances and protects the rights of others don't protect the rights of their own. Um, so that's certainly one of the projects that the Advocates for Transformation is launching, and, and it's specifically uh, a subject matter that lies very closely to my own heart, um, being gay myself and a gay advocate. Um, and and I um, have spoken to the chair of the General Council of the Bar. I've spoken to um, the chair of the Advocates for Transformation. Um, and I have insisted that this certainly is an aspect that must be addressed within the legal profession. You know, Patricia, just in 2017, I mean, that was just the other day, the UK Bar started... Uh, surveys on LGBTQ advocates within their um, their groups and their bar. Um, so, and we're not even remotely close to that. I mean, we we still have grappling with transformation, gender transformation within the bar. Um, LGBTQ is, is 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 certainly still unheard of. Um, as regrettable as it is, the advocates for transformation has undertaken. Um, and taken it upon themselves to, to, to aggressively and feverishly do something about it.
And I'm glad. I'm glad that there are uh, a group such as yourselves that are aggressively working and fighting this because it's it, it just seems... It seems very unfair that we've got a constitution, as you're saying, that is on paper great, but it can't represent our entire community and society. And that really saddens me. Yes, no, absolutely. And and the fact of the matter is with the surveys conducted at the UK bar, for example, um, it, it becomes quite apparent that a lot of people, um, and, and, and advocates resonate with clients or attorneys. You know, personalities resonate with one another. Um, and uh, it, it has come to the fore that, in fact, advocates believe that their identity, their sexual identity, does assist them within their legal profession. Now, if that is so, and if it would advance their career and sustain a practice, why be so secretive about it and why not protect and em- em- embellish on that wonderful resource to also create a safe harboring environment for clients who are experiencing issues within the LGBTQ community. Well, Saskia, I think there's so many conversations that we can have with you, but we need to now wrap up our time with you. Please give us uh, social media handles once again, um, if there are any available, and also your website where our A-Team listeners can be able to follow um, your great work for the Mood Court competitions and for those who'd like to uh, participate in becoming sponsors of any kind. Yes, thanks, Patricia. Like I said, um, at the moment we are still building on our website, but they can Google Advocates for Transformation. It will directly take them to our website address. And if they also Google the Bridge Advocates, they will find me there for any further information. We are in the process of setting up our um, social media accounts on LinkedIn, uh, on Facebook and on Twitter, but I don't have those details as yet. Thank you so very much for joining us and well done and congratulations to you and everyone who came behind this great initiative. Thank you very much, Patricia, and thanks again for the opportunity.